Hey, good afternoon, folks. It's Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary this Wednesday afternoon, January 18th, 2023. Uh, we are so glad you have tuned in. If you're new to SWAT radio, maybe you just stumbled across us. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Our mission is to uh, equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture. And most of what Doug and I do here is exposit the word. But then there's some lively discussion. I don't know. Sometimes it's lively, isn't it, Doug? It, it, I, I think it <laughs> can be lively. We certainly have had some lively discussions. Um, but You were uh, pretty lively yesterday. Was it yesterday or day before? I can't remember. We No, it was yesterday. You were very lively yesterday. I had a I was couple lively, of guys. Yeah, I was lively today in the, the, the classroom, too. I don't know why I'm so lively. No, that's good. I love it. You yeah. know? You, but you, you had a couple of guys that did what? I had a couple of guys text me, you, you and Doug were really lively today or something. I, I said, well, I don't know. Hopefully we're that way most of the Isn't time. better because, than being deadly? Well, I was going <laughs> to say, uh, you know, God's word is, uh, is it gives light to the darkness, and uh, that's what we hope to accomplish here today as we are in Acts chapter 20. And we are working through those first 12 verses. But uh, before we kind of jump into the text, Doug, uh, we had SWAT Bible study this week. And uh, I always want to encourage me. You know, Doug, as many guys as I meet with, one of the things I I always ask them a a few questions before we begin any kind of discipleship kind of plan is what are you you reading? What are you listening to? Mm -hmm. What are you watching and who are you hanging around with? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that those four questions answered will pretty much uh, shape the direction of your life. And, and I think you can ask the question, why are you doing that? Well, I, I was going to say I, that wasn't there, but I was saying I, what I really – well, I enjoyed all the message today at the Bible study. But it's like I wrote down in my journal right here, uh, motive. What what drives me to do what I'm doing? What what is it that drives me to do anything you're doing? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so the point is is we want to get on here and we want to open God's word and then we want to have some discussion. Yeah, not not about we're going to talk about the information, but the information's got to lead to transformation. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just uh, <clears throat> information. Well, um, you know, during the first segment, we usually talk about things going on in our culture, things that are in the news. And, you know, sometimes if if you're just tuning in, you know, the the whole issue of the LGBTQ thing, uh, transgender, all that stuff, people go, why do you talk about that? Like, why... Why Why are you focused on that? Well, it's not a focus. It's in the news all the time. And it's in the news because people – listen, nobody's out there putting in the news stuff about adultery. Nobody's putting in the news stuff about stealing. Right. But this issue of uh, of, of LGBTQ is in the news all the time. In fact, Brad, there was an article in the New York Times the other day Uh, on what it's like to be queer in Alabama. 
Now, just stop and think about that. <laughs> that was the article headline. What it's mm. like to be queer in Alabama. Um, and the the word queer now, if if you, you used to say that and people would get upset at you, but now it's kind of like a badge they wear. And, um, but it gives them an identity. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> um, you know, she's, she answers this question. What is it like when you are living this lifestyle in Alabama and, and distinguishing the Alabama from New York? Why? Because Alabama's in the South. The South is traditionally mm-hmm. the Bible belt. Um, and here's how the article article begins. It was an unusually chilly night in December, and a drag queen, and a drag queen is a person who is a man dressing up as a woman named Miss Maj- Majesty Divine was putting the final touches on her show makeup. She's about to go on stage for her gig at a tiki bar before Christmas. So that's how the article starts. It's a celebration of defying the design of God in somebody's life. And we're not talking about something minor here. This is a major shift. Could you imagine in any part of the United States 50 years ago, <clears throat> that article having any relevance? No. No. no, fact, no nobody people, would have batted an eye at that. They would go, what are they talking they, about? That's exactly. They would have thought, this is crazy. Yeah. Uh, people, you have drag queen story hours for children in public libraries. But this whole article has an agenda, like every article where they talk about it. And so as believers... How do we respond to those things? Well, the first thing we do is we should be aware that our culture has hit a tipping point and that according to Romans 1, the tipping point is we've suppressed the knowledge of God so much in this country mm-hmm. that God has turned us over to this as the defining lifestyle not not necessarily that everybody's living it but the approval of mm-hmm. it yeah by even our court system well the the acceptance the approval and then that's not enough they want you to celebrate it with them and you know you you think about a lot of things you um i, I was here we are on public airways mm-hmm. if you started to say foul words obscene words, mm-hmm. cuss words, we'd be shut down really quick. Mm-hmm. Yet there's plenty of other things we can embrace, celebrate, talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a morality within our country that was grounded in biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning it today about going out and speaking to a group of executives for a for an outing. Mm-hmm. And when you were introduced as a guy who's there um, as a pastor, minister, the there's there's immediately a kind of a oh I better watch myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
That doesn't exist, it seems like today. No. There's no shame at all. No. And that's why God has given us over to our sinful desires. Mm-hmm. And yet very few will challenge that. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the, this I, I just want to say one more thing about this article because what the article is doing brings out the fact that if that if you disagree with any aspect of this radical ideology, and we're not talking just about somebody dressing up in their closet in women's clothes. We're talking about somebody going out into a public library, reading stories as a drag queen, telling people, and if you think that's a problem, you're part of the problem. If you think that's a problem, you're part of the old establishment Mm -hmm. And the progressive revolution has come, and you're you're a bigot, and you're a problem. And as believers, we we feel uh, threatened. We feel uh, we shrink. You know, to use a word to today mm-hmm. that Paul did not shrink. Um, and even over in England, I don't know if you saw this, but. The bishop over there of the Church of England has called for the church to change its doctrine on sexuality and marriage. Why? Well, because of this revolution, the sexual revolution that is now a homosexual revolution that is a pretty much a a result of people suppressing the knowledge of God. I mean, it's not about me or you thinking it's a bad thing. It's what God says in his word right. that he turns those people over to those passions that suppress the knowledge and the truth about him. That's right out of Romans 1. And so either the Bible is our source of truth about things mm-hmm. or the government or even individually we try to be, but how much do we really affect truth? If I tell you, that I don't think jumping out of an airplane without a parachute is going to kill me. I'm okay with that. Is that really going to impact? Uh, no pun intended. Because <laughs> uh, there will be quite an impact on the ground if you think that you can do that because you can't fly. You can think you're a bird all day long, but you're not going to survive that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so truth is not determined by individuals it's not determined by governments it's not determined by feelings feelings it's determined by the authority the authority who created it all which is god and his word so anyway did you, now i feel better well I, feel better. I, I was gonna say we're gonna take a break here in just a second i don't know if you saw this that meta facebook's oversight board on tuesday overturned the company's decision to remove Two social media posts depicting transgender and non-binary people with bare chest. It says the board found that removing the post was not in line with the company's community standards, values, or human rights responsibilities. In addition, it said Meta's policy on adult nudity result in greater barriers to expression for women and trans and gender non-binary people on its platform. What does that even mean? That's where we're going. That's where we're going in society. I I know. Nothing's off limits. No. Nothing. Nothing. So, well, gosh, I guess we went on our rant. We're glad you joined us here this afternoon. 
Uh, we'll take your calls later this afternoon. You can call us at 844-777-SWAT. That's 844-777-7928. If you have any questions or comments, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Come back. We'll be right there. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904-580-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary coming to you this Wednesday afternoon. If you missed out on Bible study today, uh, it was awesome. Uh, There'll be another one tomorrow morning if you want to join Doug and uh, a number of other men around the Word of God. Um, What is that address, Doug? The new new Thursday morning group? Oh, the the, the one is it's over off Belfort Road. It is, uh, you know, where the. in the wounded warrior yeah there's 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 a series of wounded warrior buildings over there and uh it is that one of the main it's not in the main building i think it's seven eight hold on a second i gotta i gotta look it up because it's so new and they haven't started meeting yet um but it is seven 
Hold on, four eight eight seven. the 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 main wounded warrior building, I think, is four eight nine nine, or four. And this building is four eight eight seven Belfort Road. And as you go in the building, it's right immediately to the left. So good. Uh, Hopefully, some six thirty tomorrow morning. Yep. Yep. And um, you aren't teaching. I don't know who's Craig Henderson. No, David. David Gray. David Gray. Oh, David. Glad he's back. Hope. David and hopefully David and I'll be on Friday together. So uh, anyway, just got a text from somebody talking about the the meta meta issues where I said uh, that it talked about the uh, their policies. Mm-hmm. So it says meta's policies on adult nudity yeah. result in greater barriers to expression for women trans and gender non-binary people on its platforms i mean it's it is it's crazy you can't you couldn't make it up you really can't it's It's just just, so bizarre it is totally Um, totally crazy but uh well you know we you you talked about being lively yesterday i'll probably be lively today because today um we're we're kind of finishing up the first uh part of uh Acts 20, verses 9 through 12. And it, it's just quite frankly, I, I, I really I want to be careful in how we share this because we're not we're not telling everybody to go up to their pastor and 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 do a cross examination on them or anything. But I do believe that when Paul healed Eutychus uh, God put his stamp of approval on Paul to, in front of those people there. And I think there's something very, um, very revealing to it because you got to remember, Paul has got these young guys with him that are these seven young guys we mentioned. Timothy's one of them, uh, Secundus, Gaius, um, Trophimus, and Tychicus. They're, they're, they're these young men from his different journeys. Mm-hmm. Aristarchus, and he's taking them with him to Jerusalem. He's modeling for them, and he's in Troas. And what he's doing is they had just they had started and had been meeting in a home on the third floor, having a church gathering because they didn't have a church building to meet in. Mm-hmm. They were meeting in a home. And we saw they gathered on the first day of the week. They gathered regularly. They had they had communion every week. They they were taught the word, and we covered all that yesterday. But we then see in verse nine that this guy named Eutychus is there. He's a young guy. That the the phrase young man could most uh, commentators <clears throat> believe he's between eight and fourteen years old. So he's fighting sleep. If you've ever been in a third world country in a dark room with the lamps going from a candle lamp or whatever, uh, it it can get pretty sleepy in there. Mm -hmm. So he's fighting sleep. But by the way, his name, Eutychus, actually means fortunate or good luck, which is interesting. But uh, it says he was... um, uh, he was sitting in the window, and he he got sleepy, and he fell out of the window, and he died. I mean, and and we can talk about it looking back, 
But Brad, think about how traumatic that must have been for his mom or dad who were there to see their eight to fourteen year old fall out of a third story window. I mean, like when we read that, a lot of times we just read it. Paul mm-hmm. goes down, heals him, and everything's good. But I want you to imagine for a second being the mother or the father and you're in the room and you're watching, you see your son fighting sleep. You're getting irritated because Mm -hmm. you're wanting him to stay awake because you care about him and you got Paul there teaching and you go, this is important. He ought to be listening and you're getting irritated. And then all of a sudden you see him slump out the window and fall and you know it's three stories to the ground. So you run down there to see if he's okay and he's not breathing. He's dead. And he's not moving. There's nothing going on. And 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 all of a sudden your worst fears just came to reality. That your son that you love has just died. And, and what went from being a great opportunity to be around one of the greatest Bible teachers around at that time, all of a sudden turns into tragedy. See, I think we blow right through that aspect mm-hmm. of this text. <clears throat> and Paul, to his credit, stops. He goes down there right away. He throws himself on the body because here's his heart of compassion he heals him and again they go right back up and start teaching again and i'm going to have you read the text in a minute yeah but the thing that happens out of this is paul is there representing who the most high god paul is teaching and as a teacher when you go teach one of the things that that you always hope happens is that the people that you're teaching, they, they heed the importance of what you're saying. Mm-hmm. They, he, they feel the weight they know. In other words, let's say Brad, that uh, let's say I send you and I say, Hey Brad, I want you to go tell Jeremy um, this blah, blah, blah. That's one thing. But let's say the mayor comes and says, Hey Brad, listen, um, this is really important to our city. I want you to go tell Jeremy this. Or let's say the president comes and says, hey, Brad, I want you to go tell. Well, think about that. Yeah. Like the importance of who's sending the message to you mm-hmm. gives it more weight, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So when the God of the universe commissions you to take a message to somebody, it should bear the weight. Unfortunately, when we sit in churches today, we don't feel the weight of the God of the universe speaking through a mouthpiece. We think, oh, you know what? That's just Doug up there giving me, you know, he's a good speaker or he's not a good speaker, whatever your flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but they look at the people presenting rather than the person that sent them. Do you think that's a that's problem? A good, <clears throat> that's a good illustration. And yeah, there's definitely a problem. I mean, that's, uh, the the whole uh, popularity, I mean we we've seen it in politics and we see it in the church today. Mm-hmm. We we pick our leaders, we pick our shepherds quote shepherds and I use that loosely based on their personality. Uh, yeah, I like his style. Or I don't like his style. Mm-hmm. You know, you were talking about Jonathan Edwards today. 
Oh my! That when he delivered his sermons, they were hand they were handwritten, and he read them. They were monotone read yeah. too. It yeah. wasn't just he read them dramatically. Right. They were in monotone as to not influence the people with his own personality. Yeah. Where we're not impressed with the person delivering the words of God. We're impressed with God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's the when you think about a preacher. You were saying you want the people listening to heed what's being said, Mm -hmm. not coming from Doug or Brad or Jeremy or anybody else, but this is the very word of God. It is. As we read the scripture, that's often what we say at the end. Yeah. You know. Well, well, yeah, the... uh in fact, the, the the main idea of today's text, verses 9 through 12, is this idea that God shows his love to the church by calling us to examine and give attention to God's messengers and his word. And so it, it it's a good thing for us to examine the people giving the message. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about the Apostle Paul is his life was open to examination. Yeah. Yeah. He says, you know me, you know my life, you know right. what I do. I, and it's not just examining, obviously, Paul or or the or Doug or whoever it is who's delivering it. Paul says, examine yourself. In light of the, the, the word of God, examine yourself. But everybody who represents the most high God ought to be open to examination. Yes. Yep. They, they yep. should. We should be open to examination and that examination comes in different forms. It comes in the forms of questions from people that we teach. Mm-hmm. It comes in the form of people not agreeing with the things yeah. we teach yeah. and being able to discuss and talk to them. And and so uh, this idea, we're going to explore it further, but it, it really is that we should be mindful of God's messengers and his word. And we're going to see how Eutychus might be a good uh analogy for us even in our own sermon sleeping yes yes i made a note on that i'll I'll bring it up when we come back from the break we're glad you joined us we're going to take a break for the national news again you can call us this afternoon feel free to give us a buzz 844-777-SWAT that's 844-777-7928 you can also email us at ask at swatradio.com that's a-s-k at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back as Doug and I continue to discuss Acts 20, verses 1 through 12. Look down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights, my world from a mile high. Best seat in the house tonight. Touchdown in the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary coming to you this Wednesday afternoon, and we are in Acts chapter 20, verses. Uh, technically, I guess today we're in 9 through 12. Yeah, only four verses, <clears throat> but. Some powerful verses because, um, again, I asked this question at SWAT. How many of you guys know about Troas? How many of you guys, mm-hmm. well, 
I don't know anything about it. Well, that's where Eutychus was raised from the dead. I mean, how many people were raised from the dead in the Bible? Not that many. Right. That would be a pretty significant event. Why is it important? Why was he raised from the dead? Well, God put his stamp of approval on Paul, not only to his disciples, but to those believers there. Mm -hmm. Do you think Eutychus ever forgot that moment? (laughs) No. In fact, I I made a little note here. I said, uh, probably many of us were Eutychuses at one time. We maybe fallen asleep. I mean, we're saying he's probably between 8 and 14 years old. I seem to recall myself maybe drifting off once or twice mm-hmm. at a church service during that age. Not only is it uh, <clears throat> the candles or the the lamps that are going on, but it's midnight. I mean, Paul, it says he, he prolonged his message. It's late. Yeah. And Eutychus is a, is a young boy, likely under 14. Yeah. He falls I'm, asleep. It just so happened that he fell asleep near a window. Well, our friend Tommy Nelson said, you know, we need to listen to God's word because if you don't, you can fall into darkness. And Mm -hmm. he says that Eutychus was caught between the darkness of the outside, the light of the inside. And he said a lot of us are like that young man. We're sitting on the edge of the window caught between the darkness and the light. We're in the church physically, but mentally we're far away. I I wrote down (laughs) we're either in one of three phases as a Eutychus we're either asleep, we're dead, or there's life in us. Mm-hmm. And Eutychus experienced all those. He fell asleep, he falls out of the window and dies. Paul bends down over him, and life is in him. Yeah, I, I, I shared this too uh, the other day that James Dobson said the, the best thing you can teach your kids is that life is loaded like a gun. The decisions they make are very real, mm. and sometimes they set you on a course with unrevocable consequences. Doesn't mean you can't be forgiven, yeah. but the consequences still impact the life. And Tommy shared a, a story about a young man in his church who went out with some people uh, from his high school and they went and they were going to go try to con um, an old guy out of some money. They knew where this guy lived. They knew he was an old kind of miserly guy. Not miserly. That's not the right word. Kind of eccentric guy. And they wanted to go con him out of money. So they went out and tried to con him. Well, he was on to their game. And he, and he didn't appreciate the fact they were doing it. So he started pushing them. And they started pushing back. Well, this young man, whose mother was very active in the church, he'd been in the church since he was a little kid, but he was just with the wrong people, pulled out a knife, a pocket knife, opened it up to try to scare him, got into a tussle, ended up stabbing and killing the guy, Mm. and going to jail for the next 25 years of his life. And all that happened in a moment. And, and, And you go... How can something like that happen? I've seen it happen mm-hmm. over and over. Yeah. When a lot of times we don't realize the power of one moment to change your life, good or bad. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. and so this moment, I mean, uh, we we should want to listen to God's word when we go to church. It's not sermon. I mean, it's not uh, nap fodder. It's not <laughs> stuff to to feed our sleeping, we should go to listen to what God is saying to us. Lord, 
help my heart to be open to what you're saying, not what Doug is saying, not what Brad is saying. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say mm-hmm. to my heart today? I think it's a good discipline. You kind of touched on it today at the Bible study, uh, talking about prayer, praying. Of course, you were talking about praying for humility. Mm-hmm. But w- what is our motive in going to church when we go on Sunday morning? What is our motive? You know, I hope it's to be equipped for the for the advancement of the gospel, that we go there to be equipped and encouraged, not to huddle, but to actually go out, mm-hmm. to live these things. That's why I always pray let, let, that the word would become flesh in us. Mm-hmm. We know the word became flesh, but the word in us should become flesh. Yeah. In other words, it's not just information. It's that orthodoxy leads to orthopraxy. Mm-hmm. Well, go ahead and read it because we talked about it, but let people hear it from the very words of God, what he says about Eutychus here. Yeah, this is uh, beginning in, in uh, let me start in verse 8. Uh, there were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered. And a young man named Eutychus sitting at the window sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer. And being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him and taking him in his arms, said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. And when Paul had gone up and had broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak and so departed. And they took the youth away alive and were not a little comforted. No, they weren't a little comforted. They were greatly comforted because they just saw a guy raise a kid from the dead or raise a young man from the dead. And he, again, I it just it, it it fascinates me that after he raised Eutychus, verse 11 says they went back to fellowship and instruction <laughs> right. until daybreak. Now Brad, that is one long Bible study. Mm-hmm. They probably started in the evening after everybody got off work. And they went till midnight. Eutychus falls off the the third story. They go, he resurrects him. And then they go to morning, man. They just could not, they were hungry. These people were hungry. And remember, Luke is writing this in a letter he wrote to Theophilus. So not only is God authenticating himself to these people that are there in Troas, but he's authenticating himself to Theophilus. He's also authenticating himself to us. Do we believe that God Mm -hmm. raises people from the dead? He's done it. It's written in his word and God's word is truth. And so this, this idea of, of Paul just being a guy, a madman, some people I've actually Brad heard people say, I don't believe anything Paul wrote. He was he was just a crazy guy. I mean, like he he Paul. I you know I only read the words of Jesus, <laughs> as if the words in the Bible of Jesus that are recorded are any more important than the words that God wrote through Paul. That they're all God's word. That that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it the whole thing is the word of god right and we look at the bible 
And when God sends a messenger into our life to tell us his word, we should be mindful. We should take heed to that messenger and to his word. And in our modern culture, we've kind of gotten away from that because because of celebrity status of pastors and the way people are, we don't see them as a servants of the most high God. We just see them as, oh, that's so-and-so. You know, that's mm-hmm. X, you know, that's X or that's Y or whoever it is. <laughs> and instead of seeing them as the servants of the most high God, I remember in the old Testament, a lot of times when the Kings were going to go out, is there a prophet around? They wanted to know what God thought of what they were going to mm. do. And then, you know, Ahab, remember, uh, he said, yeah, there's a prophet here. He's going to say something bad, and I'm not going to go get that guy. And he goes, no, go get him. Go get him. Josephat said, go get him. Go get him anyway, because we want to hear what God has to say. A lot of times we look to these men as being the source of the message. Mm-hmm. And I think we're missing it there because if God's not giving a message through that person, I really don't want to hear it. Yeah, exactly. And we hear a lot of opinion mm-hmm. today. You know, it's, it's, I think the importance of staying true to the word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm all, I don't want to say I'm not, I think there are human uh, life illustrations we can use when we're sharing the gospel or teaching to me, we've become far more entertainment-driven. Let me let me tell this dramatic story about my life or somebody I know, as opposed to what God says. And it, I mean, does it get any more dramatic than Eutychus? Oh no! You know, a full night, all night uh, prayer and worship service. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what's happened in this just this night. Mm. Well, it was very reminiscent of Elijah. And Elisha, what he mm-hmm. did, how he put himself on the body, he took him up in his arms. Elijah did that in First Kings seventeen. Elisha did that in Second Kings four, and that authenticated them as servants of the Most High God. So again, this is authentication, and we we're we should examine and give attention to his messengers uh, as they measure up. That gives weight to their words, not measure up in that they're great people, but are they representing God's word? Are they representing what God really says? And if they are, there is a great peril in sermon sleeping. Um, you know, the if it could be deadly if we sleep in the presence of God's truth. Mm-hmm. Could be a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, again, I think this is an interesting story. It's in the in the text of the canon of Scripture, uh, we should pay attention to it. I think there's practical application to this, which I'm sure Dave and I will kind of unpack even on Friday. Uh-huh. Just the importance of uh, not elevating the messenger, but giving heed to it. Well, yeah. And and listen, there there are two ways for you to learn to fear God. And fear is a healthy thing. It's a healthy fear. It's a reverence. Mm -hmm. One is through his word. The other is through circumstances. Uh, I can tell you I would much rather learn to fear God through his word than circumstances any day of the week. Amen. 
Well, when we come back from the break, Doug and I will take your calls. The number to call is 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Again, if you're unable to call, email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ASK at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back for our final segment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies, if you're trying to feel the same old holes inside, there's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here this Wednesday afternoon. For those who may be new to SWAT Radio, uh, SWAT is a teaching ministry. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. It's a teaching ministry that seeks to equip and encourage men in their daily walk with Jesus Christ. This broadcast is made possible by the generous donations of listeners like you and corporate sponsors who support clear and unashamed teaching and discussion of God's Word. If you've tuned in for a while, Doug and I love to talk. We love to exposit and teach the Word, but we like to discuss it too. And I think it really, Doug, gets to what we're even talking about is it's not just paying attention Mm -hmm. it's being examining your life to figure out am i walking these truths out and so if you're interested in learning more about swat radio or one of the swat uh bible studies for men go to swatradio.com click on the swat meetings tab we'd love to have you join us in person if you're interested in supporting or sponsoring swat radio uh, click on the support tab for further information our phone lines are open this afternoon Mm -hmm. for this last segment you can call us at 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. As always, we're glad to have uh, those listening up in Virginia Beach and uh, Meridian, Mississippi, and wherever people are listening online. If you're out there, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you today. Um, you know, Brad, there's there's a lot of examples in Scripture of not being mindful Um when God's word is given through his messengers. And uh, uh, the first one that pops into my head is Nadab and Abihu. They they knew what the prescribed ways 
to worship were. But they said, no, we're going to do what we want to do. You can't do that with mm-hmm. God. And that's what they did, and they ended up paying a heavy price for it. It cost right. them their lives. <clears throat> Achan, the same thing in Joshua 7. God said, don't do this. He spoke through his servant Joshua. And you can almost hear the thoughts going through Achan's head. Well, who is Joshua? I mean, like, why? you know, it's there. We defeated these people. Mm. We should be able to take the stuff. You know, when we came out of Egypt, we took stuff. Right. It, they didn't give heed to the word that was given through God's messenger. Because there was a clear command, don't do that. You, it, it, that exactly right. And so uh, Achan paid a heavy price. Yeah. Uzzah in Second Samuel 6 also, he knew he wasn't supposed to touch the ark. Mm-hmm. He presumed that yeah. it would be okay yeah. in that case. Do we make presumption issues a lot of times? Well, I was going to say, it, didn't Aiken's whole family pay a price? Um, uh, if oh, you mean back in Joshua, yeah. Um, I mean, didn't Aiken's entire family get killed? Um, I the the uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, the no, that no, they they. Well, it says they burned them. Uh, his sons and his daughters. You're talking about his descendants. Yeah, yeah. Right. His <clears throat> descendants. Yeah, the whole. So, I mean, I think there's an important point here. Your decisions to either heed and obey or to disregard, not pay attention, not mm-hmm. heed. Yeah. Uh, not only are there going to be consequences in your your life, be there'll be people. consequences in other people's lives. Absolutely. And 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 again, like Jim Dobson said. Um, life is loaded. It's loaded, and and a lot of times the consequences are unrevocable, mm-hmm. even though there may be forgiveness there. Yeah, uh, I think of um, of Ananias and Sapphira. That's what I was thinking. You too. know, yeah, uh, they in their case, you know, they the people were doing something and they lied to the Holy Spirit. They tried to present something. Mm. Um, that wasn't real. And so all these examples of not being mindful of God's word and his messengers is just a reminder to us that when somebody represents the most high God and they, they're giving God's word to you and you're sitting in there in the sermon and you're not paying attention, you're not caring what's being said, you better be careful because it may be a warning from God it could be a, 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 a command from God, and, you, and you're not even paying attention yeah, because you're sermon sleeping. You know? Well, I've, I've certainly been known. I don't drift off at SWAT. <laughs> uh, but how important is it, Doug, when you think about uh, whether you're sitting there hearing teaching or you're being you're the teacher, you're the one proclaiming the word of God. How important is it that we don't just fold up our Bible, walk out, but that we have discussions about this message? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like I feel like so much of what church is on Sunday or whenever people go to church, because mm-hmm. we've talked about that yesterday. It's it's in and out. There's very little discussion about what was just taught, what was mm-hmm. just shared, what was just preached, what was proclaimed. 
we used to do this with my kids. We'd, we'd go out to uh, grab a bite to eat after church, and we'd sit there. And the kids always knew I was going to ask them, mm-hmm. hey, how do, how, do, how do we live this out? And so there was incentive sometimes in some ways for them to really pay attention because they knew I was going to talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's uh, an important element to discipleship. It, it very much is because you can't just let the truth – because left to our own – we minimize our own failure and we maximize our righteousness, right? Oh, man. And so it's helpful to have people ask us questions because I know if you're asking me a question, I'm going to have a really hard time trying to blow smoke to you <laughs> because we know each other so well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I just I, – this whole idea oh, of – examining and giving attention to God's messenger is I hope what you're hearing out there is in the the listening audience, whether you're listening by podcast or, or live is that when your preacher or your Bible study leader is teaching and, and sharing God's truth, explaining it, that you're not just hearing that person you're hearing God speak to you. That's that's really to me the point. He is is the the stamp of God's approval. And if you don't sense that, you mm-hmm. need to find another place to go worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the bottom line is right, Brad. Because if you're the whole the whole idea is that God speaks through His messengers, His pastors, His overseers, His people that are explaining the Word. And if you don't feel confident that he's doing that we'll go have a discussion with him first Mm -hmm. and that's what i mean by examination i i I look at paul man paul was always engaging with people yeah he was always engaging uh in the marketplace in the synagogue in the homes he was just open to that kind of discussion and we've kind of created a culture in america where the only time you really get any kind of con- you know connection with your bible teacher is at a distance. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I mean it's what it's it's kind yeah. of a it's what we've created. I mean I think Doug I mean you've been you've been walking with the Lord we both have been walking with the Lord for many years. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a message you've heard that you didn't have Something that you would not that you didn't understand something, but have you ever had a message where you didn't have something to add, not add to it, just to discuss and work well, yeah, through? Well, I, and it may be something you may teach something I hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, after on the break, I'm gonna no, we're almost done, but <laughs> I had a question for you regarding your teaching today, and it wasn't an error, it was just, just something I wanted to run by you. Well, well, you know, the thing is, is there. Is there ever a message you listen to that you don't think about some question or some application that you say? I was always the guy that wanted to sit on the front row because I wanted to be able to get up there first to ask the question. Right, right. Um, and I know I'm I'm the guy that drove them crazy, but it's that what I call the front row mentality that you want to grasp what they say you want to know what they're teaching you want to 
You want to be in the dust of the rabbi. You mm-hmm. want to be right on his feet mm-hmm. so you know and you can engage and say, well, what about this, like in this situation, or what about this? So You were um, talking about it today, uh, that it's not it, – that there can be a tendency, if you're a good communicator maybe of the gospel, mm-hmm. that you, you're good at proclaiming it, but you're not good at walking it out. Mm-hmm. And to your point, that there's an element of examination is to be vulnerable. I think Paul was that way. Mm-hmm. Pa- Paul didn't isolate himself. He didn't. He didn't preach this message and then go hang out in his office. Mm-hmm. He he went from town to town. He went from house to house. He was there. He was. He wasn't in, just preaching it. He, he was living it. He and made he himself. Was engaged. He was. In, he was available. He was. It was available. Yeah. Absolutely. And listen, this is the thing. I get pastors need time away. They need time to be uh, away and study Absolutely. or have time yeah. alone. Not nobody's questioning that, but we have to have availability to interact with people because you can't just be a one way communicator mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a servant of the Most High God. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you can give the message, but you got to be discipling and training. So anyway, hey, tomorrow we have Doctor Brad Hickey from Dort University. And he, this is fascinating to me, Brad, one, because I play video games with my son, Ryan, but he is the head of eSports and gaming and teaches classes on how to engage the video game world with evangelistic uh, ministry and how to basically treat the video game world like another country fascinating so he's going to be our guest tomorrow dr brad hickey he's got his phd in theology and culture and he's going to be sharing with us how because i promise you if you have any sons or grandsons they're probably playing video games yeah you're probably right what a great way to engage invite somebody to listen doug i'll see you tomorrow brother yeah tomorrow If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual